Before we get started, it's worth mentioning that the podcast you're about to listen to is an audio rip of a fully filmed YouTube show. While this podcast is perfectly enjoyable in this format, there will be the odd reference to something you can't see. It doesn't happen that often and it won't take too much away from the overall experience. I wouldn't worry about it. But if you do have the time, I recommend Video Namaste in its preferred form, where you can see clips, our lovely faces and Danny's kitchen. You can find it on the Pleasureland YouTube channel, but hey, if this works for you, I'm not going to argue. Please enjoy. Okay, hold on, let me finish. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to eat all this, this whole crisp. <laughs> and it won't. That's fine, I'm just going to eat this whole pack of home dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Hi and welcome to Video Namaste, the internet's most favourite show about films that's been filmed in a kitchen. Yep. And pretty uh, low on hums though, apart from the smell hum. <laughs> that show, that show. The camembert. In in <laughs> it's camembert. We keep a clean house here. <laughs> it's how middle thing. class did? Oh, it's fucking. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> Bogan. Jesus Christ. Made for its smell. Like, I was thinking the other day, was like, some was on the telly and it showed a clip of nine and a half weeks and you know the scene in front of the fridge. All I could think about is the... Oh, sorry. Imagine they had like an open camembert in the fridge trying to be sexy. Well, that's... Fridge smell is the worst. You can't be <laughs> yeah. sexy in front I like, of the fridge. I like that folk have a wee, uh, a wee lemon jiff in the fridge. <laughs> Just to be like, that'll, that'll, get, that'll smell like lemons. It's like a, that'll bowl, last a bowl of... Bicarbonate of soda, is that another, not another thing folk do? Is it? In the oh. fridge? Oh, I think you can brush your, brush your chompers with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or a bowl of vinegar, maybe. <laughs> bowl of vinegar. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking stinking. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking that getting a second wave. Aye, so it's like, oh. it's coming. I know, I know. Sorry, guys. So, um, uh, But just so you know. So this <laughs> is... Brought to you uh, by smell vision <laughs> This is uh, episode two, real one of uh, Video Namaste. We've done a whole one now. Hopefully, I think we're going to be a wee bit tighter this time. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe, I'm sure you enjoyed the last one. If you didn't, if you, if you, haven't, seen, if you haven't seen the first one, I wouldn't bother, just stick with this one. Hey, <laughs> oh, I watch it for some valid points, mate. That's fucking... Oh, my God. I put a little look at that. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, the theme... For episode two of Video Namaste, what are we talking about, Danny? We are talking about skint knee films. Skint mm-hmm. knee films. Films featuring Wayne's where they're genuinely in peril and um, they get a wee bit scared. And, and by peril, I mean in the film, the likelihood of them actually dying, dying. is rife. Right. <laughs> it's not like they've went to the shops and bought £2.50 worth of sweets, but they've only got £2. Aye, aye. <laughs> That's no peril. No. Peril it's is... Mild, but mild peril. Gives <laughs> <laughs> you a PG. Gives yeah, you yeah, a yeah, PG, exactly. that mild peril. Uh, a couple of heart flutters. <laughs> oh, imagine that was me. <laughs> Black affront. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, yeah, it's the films that you probably loved as a kid that were like, you know, the kind of the kind of kids' films that are not patronising. Yep. yep. Uh, yes. Um, films that kind of, like, Communicate so the actual experience of being a Wayne, and that is dealing with adult subjects and not having the capacity emotionally to deal with it. And that's what these Waynes are dealing with. And sometimes swearing. Sometimes, sometimes swearing. at each other. Wayne swearing like you did when you were wee. <laughs> swearing like fuck. See, when <laughs> you the first time you learned the word wank, like everybody was a wank. I remember being, for obs- that one I remember month. being obsessed with a, a joke about Robocop, Hena. No, somebody about Hena, a condom, and they gave birth to Robocop. 
Oh, aye. What did this Aye, it was, it was like some, some lad he made up, and it was like a guy had sex with his wife, and he had a wooden condom, and he gave birth to like a Trojan horse. Right. And then he gave her a condom made out of metal, and he. And oh, is it like Trojan steel or something like that? No, I don't even know how the joke, the, the punchline of the joke was. Because I know I use Trojan steel. <laughs> Magnum XX. <laughs> Uh, I, no, the punchline of the joke was like the woman gave birth gave to it. Robocop. That was the punchline of the joke. Wait, are we baby Robocop? Aye. Eh. <laughs> You've got the right to change my <laughs> It's that, And that's why he kept eating baby food. <laughs> it was like, I am not changing. <laughs> Imagine a wee baby Robocop. No. That would be so fucking cute. That would be really cute. Aye. <laughs> Imagine a baby Robocop that he was able to drive the car. <laughs> you can't speak it. Alright. <laughs> Every time he cries, it's just the noise of a spectrum loading. <laughs> <laughs> Dead or alive, I'm going for a pee. <laughs> I'm way, way off my game here, folks. So, Robo. Unfortunately, Robocop Babies isn't a film that exists yet, um, so we can't talk about that. Wasn't it Robocop Babies? They did market Robocop kids, though. I think, what, you mean the cartoon, or the, or you mean the market in general? Uh, Robocop 3 and the cartoon. And the TV series as well. Yeah. There's a whole deal with it was like give peace a chance, a G-Pack thing, and like it's all give Wayne singing the song. Chance, yeah. Da, 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 da. I, yeah. And crack, the toy range, and fucking drivers unite. That, that, aye, the weird time uh, in the late 80s, early 90s when I was like, how's it going? It's fucking, aye. Is it all right? Not bad, huh? Cool. You want me to open the fridge again? <laughs> <laughs> Make me smell better, that fridge is showing me up. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You want smell, son? Um, the, when there was like a toy range for a, an 18 film or something. Aye, you know, it's like Robocop was in that sense marketed at Wayne's as well. Aliens, I mean, I guess, I guess aliens, was there just Terminator. an acceptance that we were all watching these films? Aye, exactly. Like, I think you, like, I think we were like, what is it, the quiet demographic? Yeah. Let's cry, like, they knew we were fucking watching it. Mm-hmm. Aye. Aye. So um, we've chosen three. We've chosen three films uh, for the subject, and we're going to start with film choice number one, which is Finley's. And you're going for Monster Squad. What would you do if you saw a Dracula? You? I tell you what you'd do. You'd shite yourself. A Dracula? Could you imagine? But here, what if he had a posse? Wolfman, a mummy, a Frankenstein, and a big fish. I'm giving myself a fright here. Ooh. It's the Monster Squad. If the Universal Monsters were real and came back and tried to take over the Earth, who would protect them but a gang of children who children. are best pals and are obsessed with horror films and swearing? But of course, that's, like, that's what makes them equipped. That's what makes them equipped. That's how the they know how to be the monsters. That, that's it. It's because they're, they're not like pandered to kids and they're not like mummies boys. They're basically like, they grow up, well, the main character, Sean, he kind of has grown up in a semi-turbulent home he's got yeah, a dad yeah. on and getting on and like there's a few other stuff but um, yeah it's, it's basically a film just about universal monsters and kids dealing with them coming to their town mm-hmm. and it's a film to me that like I've grew up with Monster Squad so I, I like love it it's, a, it's one of the comforting films to me and even as a 27 year old man it, man or man 27 year old aye when do you become a man if I seen you in the street it'd be like that's a man. I mean, according, according to Facebook, you didn't, you're not a man until you've got a styled tash and a big beard or some oh. shit. I don't know. But until you rip a vape out a window. 
<laughs> like a chimney. Like <laughs> <laughs> a, a Black Sabbath concert going on in your house. Uh, uh, so, a 27 year old man. This smells almost like a big vape, big vape closes. They all smell a fucking cake or something. <laughs> cake. Just like bubblegum. Big badass smoke. Yeah, baby, get fucked. <sighs> Tell like the soup flavour. Is that a watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's delightful. He's his face says no, but his vape says aye. <laughs> uh, smells like a fucking tea room, isn't it? <laughs> Big hairy bikers and that. Smells wonderful. <laughs> I mean, we look like shit, but we smell We wouldn't smell good, you know what I mean? These so are anyway. wives for nothing. Aye, um, so a 27-year-old man. So for me, for a 27-year-old man, mm. if I'm especially feeling like lonely or if I'm feeling fairly low, I put on Monster Squad and to me it's it's lame as fuck something, but to me it feels like I'm way pals again because mm-hmm. I grew up with them. But even if even I think as a first time viewer watching it, you would you would get a lot out of it and you would feel a lot of relatability to these characters because I always I always compare it kind of to the Goonies because it's almost the same, a group of kids going on a wee adventure, finding all this sort of fantastical stuff. But the Goonies, I would like I keep saying it myself, like the Goonies is a film you would watch in the front room with your mum and maybe like some cousins but Monster Squad is a film that you would put on when your pals were staying out and it was up late and because like they swear they call each other like jerkwad and like they fuck about and they're cheeky as anything whereas Mm -hmm. the Goonies are a bit more light hearted and family friendly Mm -hmm. aye like I think one of the things that contributes to that is I mean let's go back rewatched it I only watched Monster Squad like for the first time about a year ago (laughs) and like uh, it was great for me because um, the best feeling of nostalgia for me is not watching something that I loved as a kid, but watching something brand new, like to me, yeah, that was made that in that style. Time. So that, you know, I got a lot of that feeling. But like when I watched it the other night, the thing that totally took me by surprise is that it was co-written by Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Who was the other fella? Fred Decker. Ah. Oh, he's the director, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and was it you said that Decker, Decker wrote the Decker, story? Decker wrote the story. Um, and Shane Black wrote the story a wee bit, but Decker done the main flesh of the story, and Shane Black done all the dialogue. So that's why there's like the conversations between like the two cops is like hard boiled ah, detectives, and even yeah. the conversations between Sean and Patrick, the two main boys, like that's kind of got a, a lot of riffing that reminds me a lot of like Last Boy Scout and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. Like, no, totally, totally. Yeah. And like the, the henchmen as well talking to each other in the plane. You know the uh, violence, yeah, like there's tons uh, of stuff like Shane Black's brilliant for that. Like given the like you know the incidental, just, the, uh, the peripheral characters like lines. Just you know? give, yeah, just it's a nice little bit. Uh, it's yeah, like that, that kind of bit in Iron Man Three when he's like uh, these guys are weird, and the henchman throws down his gun and fucks off. Fucking <laughs> 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 uh, spot on. Uh, I'm depressed. What for? What do you mean what for? I'm flying a World War Two bomber with wooden crates in it and dead bodies. I should have a party. Do they complain? Do they get airsick? Do they ask for more of the little almond things? You're right. This is a great job. I'm really happy. I thought they were dead. They are. I'm gonna, uh... I'm gonna check it out. Okay. Good. You do that. I'll stay here and make spooky sounds. Aye, Fred Decker wrote the main thing, but the, the Shane Black story that was originally written was like 
huge. Like, mm-hmm. especially the opening was so expansive. I was, he was supposed to have like machine guns and a zeppelin. Oh, it's like Van Helsing was meant to storm the castle at the start <laughs> and a zeppelin with machine guns and that. <laughs> I, like, that would have been absolutely amazing. Oh, but this boy. is like budgetary; they couldn't do it. But I like special effects are by Stan Winston and Tom Woodruff Jr. Who, for people with that generation, especially Stan Winston and John Tom Woodruff Jr. Like famous monsters and the MC Etcher comics was their thing. Mm-hmm. So like for them that was basically a dream project, working on their own versions of the Universal Monsters and mm-hmm. getting to make them. And actually Tom Woodruff who done the done the effects played the Gilman oh, because right. they, they couldn't get anybody else to date and he was like, Can I do it? Was he no alien as well? He was Alien Three, Terminator, Starship Troopers. Aye. Um, and, aye. So he done he done aye. the effects for all them. Um, and the good thing about like the actual creature design as well is they had to be careful not to mimic the universe because obviously Universal mm-hmm. would be on their back and say mm-hmm. yeah that's oh, why right. the Wolfman looks so unique I, like, oh, okay. and he's kind of like almost got like like, like pointy, pointy ears. ears it's like they say the Wolfman was the most difficult to to make because they didn't want to make it look like the old Wolfman who's mm-hmm. of his time but they had to make it so it was a bit more kid friendly so they kind of mashed them apparently with how Stan Winston looked and the Incredible Hulk. That's oh, why he was like yeah. Josh. Uh, right, right. And okay. he's like kind of ripped out all his stuff. Uh, like he's ripped out his clothes. And it's Uncle Rico as well. It's fucking... Jonathan Grease, aye. And he, uh, he was in False the other night as well. He was in False. And, he was, and he's also, he also plays a werewolf. The amount of times filming these episodes, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like, I didn't realise it was him. I've seen that film like fucking knows how many times. Uh, but like, I, I, I don't, it was only this time as well. Cause that, I, this I'm, is, I can't eat. You're right, you want we've, yeah, we've, we've hatched amazing foods to eat when we're talking. We've got crisps, we've got biscuits, and, and a, pint a, skittles. Skittles. <laughs> a pint of Skittles. A pint of Ladies and jelly beans. Well, the thing that's great about that film, or you know, all films of that type, is like how seriously it's taken, like the, the art of the creature making, and um, how straight, like. Obviously, it's a funny film, it's and there's a lot, there's a lot of humour, there's a lot of kind of spoofs of like horror film moments and stuff like mm-hmm. that but at the same time it's like the peril is real the monsters are real the like the like Dracula plays it so well he's um, Daniel what's his name is it, I think it's like Daniel Rakehor or something like that nope he's like he's one of my favourite uh, in, in, in car, incantation incantations uh, incantations of Dracula like I really love Gary Oldman but he always stood it to me because it was pomp. He's pomp and he's slick, mm-hmm. but he's also quite like, gentlemanly about him. He's he's very yeah. he's very haughty. Well, like, he needs very, to like, be kind of charismatic. Mm-hmm. He's like really haughty, but he's also like um, he's he doesn't like look down upon the rest of these like monster brethren. He's mm. he's the leader of them, but he doesn't treat them like shit. He's also he's like Aye. we're on integral part to making like, this plan. That's come a reflection of the writing as well. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. it kind of spoofs horror tropes, but it does it like in a nice kind of intimate, knowing way. Yeah. It, at no point seems like it's poking fun. And it's mm. celebrating the kind of cheesy side of horror in plus, a lot of ways. Uh, plus, I need to like I, I need to like speak a lot about the characters as well, like the main characters of the Monster Squad. Do you include uh, Frankenstein in the main character? Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. He's Frankenstein. Frankenstein converts basically gets converted to the monster squad because he's so like impressionable, but also because there's a purity inside him. Mm-hmm. And the wee sister Phoebe, who's part of the monster squad, kind of includes him. And he's like and oddly the heart of that film as he, well. He, man. he, he is. Like he's absolutely amazing. Tom it's funny because the, the uh, way they introduce him as well. Well, the way that he sort of not the way the character's introduced, but the way that he's introduced to the little girl in the monster squad. It's they kind of they do that 
Frankenstein moment of the little yes, girl sitting by the river. I was about to say and that, like watching it for the first time, you go, "Oh God!" And <laughs> <laughs> then it's like she's made pals with. I like I was about to say that I was like it, it completely does a callback to the original Frankenstein, mm. like with the girl through the reeds and the long grass uh, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's, like, my, it's definitely my favourite on-screen representation of Frankenstein. Like, oh, really? nah, <laughs> with the like, I totally. I well, that was something else. It's like obviously, like you know, a way to get rid, like you know. Stephen off Universal put the bolts in his head and uh, like you know it's like that things like that but it's is great it's Tam Noonan isn't it it's Tam because uh, 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 there's like interviews with him talking about how much like he stayed on, on character on set so like see when Stan, Stan Winston hated him because when Stan Winston was doing his makeup he would like follow Stan Winston about the set calling him like Dada and all that like as Frankenstein and Tam Winston Stan Winston so he fucking hated him so uh, it's uh, it's pretty good but I like all the Oh, the, the thing with the Monster Squad is like they're all they all have something to do mm-hmm. like the Goonies I always felt like there was like characters there that were just there to fucking moan or characters that were a bit useless whereas every single member of the Monster Squad like Sean and Patrick are the leaders um, Horace has a story arc where people keep calling him fat and by the end he gets his he gets his confidence by uh, being able to handle the monsters when the school bullies can mm-hmm. um, there's Rudy who's just the cool kid like I wanted to be Rudy when I was younger like because he's like Black leather, smokes fags, has a kicking bike. He's so funny, he's so cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that character. uh, And like, there's wee Eugene, wee Eugene uh, and Pete, like the wee beagle. I totally Like, they get drafted into the Monster Squad. Was that a little rascal's hark back? Well, they they basically says that the, the, the plot of Monster Squad is little rascal's. Aye, aye. Uh, I had that vibe, but and, and, and involving especially a beagle, some shit. Is it not a beagle that's that things about possibly, the rascals? Anyway, it's but a like, dug, it's a wee dug. But we, 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 Eugene's got like he's 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 important to it because he sends the spoiler alert. He sends the letters, the letter to the army guys saying there's monsters come, there's monsters here, oh, please aye. come. That's and right. the and fucking Pete, in aye, the fucking and Pete man. the dog licks the envelope. Uh, Every <laughs> single member has their own part to play, and they don't get treated like shit. And obviously Phoebe, the wee sister, mm-hmm. who they they reluctantly let into the monster squad because she finds Frankenstein and brings oh, him in. Man. And she's like the she's relationship what's she her line? With Frankenstein. What oh. she has a wee line when she's standing holding Frankenstein's hand. She's introduced them. Just telling the kid, the other ones, she says something about it. No, she's, aye, she's like... It's okay, you guys. He's friends with us. Come on, don't be chicken shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a chicken shit. Aye, because you're hiding bins and that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like she, and she's great and she like Phoebe is an, an amazing wee character like she's funny she's hearty as fuck and she also gets like the most tear worthy ending of a film ever oh like, man like <laughs> when no that, way you don't expect it do you the, end, the ending of that film is, is nuts because it shifts for totally hilarious and in the same minute heartbreakingly sad like mm-hmm. When Van Helsing's giving the thumbs up, <laughs> and like he's like he's got a hoodie. Dra- uh, is it Dracula? He's got. Yeah, he's like yeah. got a hoodie on, and he's like giving the thumbs up when he's getting sucked into the portal. And Sean's just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it cuts, and it's Frankenstein leaving, and like Phoebe's like screaming, "Nah, don't go, don't go!" And he finally goes, but she throws him her teddy bear. Aye. It's like, and he heads fucking. He's elated as well. He's, he's like, oh. I, I, I can't mind what you're saying. I think he's saying Phoebe. Maybe I'm sorry, but. It's like I greeted that every time. I watched it last night and I was fucking greeting. We were watching because when we uh, I watched it with my girlfriend on Friday and it's the bit 
where Frankenstein holds it, where they throw him the Frankenstein mask. Oh, and aye. he looks at. What does aye. he say? He's he the mask. No, he says scary. Scary. scary goes, that's it. His reaction as well when uh, Dracula is giving him instructions to kill Wayne, he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Just like in terms of the comedy of that film as well, it, it has completely transcended. Like it's it's no aged, and I still laugh at the exact same bits mm -hmm. that I laughed at when I was wee. Like the science teacher yeah. saying. No, is it the principal? He's like, science is cool. I dig it, man. <laughs> like that's amazing. Um, the bit where she say, he says about his big sister, like if she's a virgin. Uh, and he's like, you're not a virgin, are you? Because I've got to get a virgin to read out the scripture for Van Helsing's book to open the portal to suck the monsters back in. And they need a virgin to do so. And they get his big sister to date who they believe is a virgin, but it turns out she's no. Because it's no working. And he's like... Are you absolutely sure that she is... You're not a virgin, are you? No? No, what do you mean, no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count! Doesn't count! There's hunters that just like, we, we can't that, like that, it just that, fucking kills me, man. That's, I mean, that's the thing that makes it great, it's like, you've got, uh, like like you said, it's Decker's story, mm -hmm. and the story itself is just a good, like, it's, it's a just, solid good uh, it's like monster cold, story cold. with kids, um, and then you just, all you have to do to make it, give it that extra edge is just give the characters really fucking great dialogue. There's no, it's not goofy, no? is it? No, in the, fact, the no, I'm trying to think of any goofy bits, but like in the yeah. action or in the action's all played. No, like the when they like the, there's still some scary bits. Like this, the oh. bit that scared me as a child is when Wolfman's on the phone oh, and he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "He's coming for your son." Or oh something yeah, yeah. Like that. it's like that's. Scary. And there's a great transformation scene too. Aye. Like he's just in the phone box, and like it's just like I think it's like three cuts and he's changed. I love and that it as well. It's just like boof, he's in Aye. and he fucks off. But like even has even the Wolfman's trajectory. Like when when he eventually spoiler alert gets shot and killed, he says thank you. Like Aye. he's free. He's in personal prison. Totally. Know? Well, that's well, another thing of... that like talking about the like you know the mm -hmm. the skint knee thing. A Wayne kills a man. <laughs> like, although he's a werewolf, well, I... and it kind of lends it to like a fantasy degree or whatever uh, so, no, but fine. still it's like you know he shoots a man but then you you get the kind of pathos like the uh, werewolf thing all the way through the film every time he's a man he's trying to tell everyone to stop him he's like look I'm going to tell and nobody everyone's like look mate it's fine but it, that totally taps into the kind of I, I, that's the thing that totally that sort of thing used to scare me as a kid as well in films when everyone's trying to tell you something or one person's trying to uh, warn everyone and everyone's like look don't worry about it uh, that's a total kid Base kid fear, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. like, and I've got something to tell you, and all the adults are like, no, Look, it's fine, don't worry about like, it. I like there's the nothing in the closet, and uh, fucking, uh, that's amazing. Amazing. I was, I was going like, to mention that. He's like, The dad opens the closet, and he's like, Right, we Eugene's like, There's a monster in my closet, and he's like, All right, and then the dad opens the door without looking in it, and he's like, Ooh, look at that big, scary monster! Ooh. Listen. You are not going to sleep with your mother and me tonight so you can forget it and keep this up and you're not going to look at those monster magazines. 
Understand? It's like, it's rammed full of just great stuff and like really great action sequences like the the jeep chase at the end with the mummy mm. and, then, uh, and they end up using archery to like unravel the mummy mm -hmm. like like uh, it's it's, as the like, jeep's driving away and it's such, yeah like I there's just there's so much to play with and they got so, like so much of it right like just totally well that the big thing i think they got right was uh how they uh, developed the already established like universal mm -hmm. monsters like they didn't really need to go too much into aye. like something there's, that a wee, there's like a wee bit of exposition at the start like with the yep. castle aye. Uh -huh. so you don't really like as a like as a Wayne, I hadn't seen all the Universal monster movies at, mm -hmm. at the point I watched uh, Monster Squad, but like I knew specifically who Frankenstein and Dracula yeah. were. I hadn't seen Wolfman or the I mean, yeah. that at the time, but I knew who they were. And that's the thing is like you don't really need to, but they they really understand the characters and like Frankenstein as well. Like as I say, he's my favorite on-screen version of Frankenstein. Just fucking nailed it. They, and, uh, they play like they play really well on the tropes they. Mm -hmm. Monsters as well, like when they're initiating Rudy into the Monster Squad, they're like, "What's the two ways to kill a werewolf?" Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Silver bullet." And they're like, "Right." And he's like, "What's the second one?" And they're they're all like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What's the second way to kill a werewolf?" And they're all just like, "Old age, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running into a car, shooting with a bomb." You know, it's like, <laughs> it's that, it's that, again, it's that kid conversation as well. It's like, "What if you fed him into a giant mincer?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I uh, like all like all that stuff. Um, the, the character relations with each other are great. They 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 have they make funny fat kid a few times, but I think that's to kind of bolster his ending, mm -hmm. which is uh, when which is when he tells the bullies, "My name's no fat kid. It's Horace," and he cocks the shotgun. Bullies, like, is the bully the boy for one of the bullies is the boy for the Wonder Years? Yes, I like Monster Squad. I wish I'd seen it as a kid because it totally mm -hmm. like. As a kid, I loved Monster in My Pocket. Uh, and Monster in My Pocket had a... Like, not just the toys... That, face is lighting up. <laughs> but it was the, the comics and the stickers. You had the video game as well. And the Monster in My Pocket The video stuff, game was so fucking good, it man. It was so good. Um, and it was like... They built up like a story with them. There was, the story was that there was tiny monsters. And they split into two factions. And it was like a whole thing around it. No. And like... That... When I watched Monster Squad, I was like... Monster in my pocket. Because <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, just a total fanboy thing of all oh, the monsters being uh, together. My pet monster. Oh, like, something <sighs> but like something that I think works is, see, even if you didn't watch it growing up as you did, right? Mm. When you watch it, like you've got fucking amazing uh, shots. Like, uh, where shot, is it Sean? The lead guy. Lead boy. Lead boy uh, when he's King on, Rose yeah, yeah. I uh, when he's on the roof watching the drive-in, oh, that map painting is so fucking uh, awesome. that bit. That's another bit that I can eat that up a wee bit. Oh. Is when, when the least, his dad comes out onto the roof for yeah, him yeah. and has, shares the thing with him. Yeah, he takes the bins. Uh, but that, the, way, the, way it, the way that film speaks to its audience, regardless of your age, is like, it's something that's so hard to capture for, let alone a kid's horror film, but a film like that in general where, I'll compare it to the Goonies again, but the Goonies to me felt like they were only speaking to me because, like, the house that I grew up in and stuff like that and where I grew up, like, kids swore all the time. Mm. So, like, when I watched the Goonies, I was like, these are the kids that I can relate to, I don't mm -hmm. feel them. But with Monster Squad, like, they say shit and call each other names and they're like, they're wee dicks, but they're, uh, they're fun uh, and they're funny and they relate, they, they, they feel more relatable and real to me than, like, the rest of the Goonies. Mm -hmm. like, if, uh, no, I know what you mean. Aye, aye. It's one thing about the... Um, uh, 
so it seems to be a common thread with like a lot of these films is that the the, the parents having trouble or the parents mm. split parents or you know coming ah, from it's, oh it's pure escapism yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah it's good, good sort of escapism and, and wish fulfillment and mm-hmm. see it's tough so. to get that kind of kids film right uh, and understand like how to write a broken home uh, from a child's perspective specifically because it's an adult writing it mm-hmm. uh, so like you know it kind of capture that mood and that's like that's something that I, I click with this film too like I see I didn't see that see it that often um, when I was wee because mm-hmm. it was tough to get a copy because it, uh, it, it fucking bombed it's mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. I think it got like two weeks running in the cinema first time they, they know how to market it uh, it, was exactly. too, they say it was too scary for kids and too Kid, they were, they thought it was going to be too kiddy for teens, Aye. so they had no idea how to market it. So, so uh, they went, they, they pumped a lot of the marketing into product placement, and like, so you got like Monster Squad tumblers and Monster Squad like Adidas trainers, like adverts, mm-hmm. like they weren't really related to the film, but they were doing it to promote the film because they had no other way of marketing it. Aye. So it was all like trainers that weren't in the film, but it was like sponsored by Monster Squad and all that sort of. Did you sort see? Of it, did you see about the? Um, then, right, you know Night of the Creeps, that was Fred Decker's film mm-hmm. uh, just before, like the year before, wasn't it? Yep. It's like, uh, they run back to back. And uh, there's a scene where a guy gets dragged out of a toilet <laughs> and uh, there's somebody's wrote graffiti on the wall that says, Mon- Go Monster Squad, or something along those lines. Right, it's in okay. the trailer Aye. as well. Nice. So, like, uh, they knew that, like, uh, I think it got greenlit just as they were filming it, Aye. as they were filming uh, Night of the Creeps. Right. So, like, they put in that wee... Oh, nice. squad rules or something like that and like they used it in the trailer as well so it technically got a bit of promotion there too you but, know but I actually am talking with my mouth through it <laughs> <laughs> I am um, it's it also like it, it localises the story to something that would be relatable to a child yet again something that the Goonies did in the day I know that they're, I keep comparing it to the Goonies they are quite similar films and it's not really fair to do that but the Goonies end up going on some fantastical adventure that big you, pirate ship never big pirate thing. ship like that you feel that you could never go and it's, it's in your imagination you would like to go there but in reality you couldn't whereas Does the Monster Squads is located within their town uh, and, and there's no like secret tunnels and anything like that it's like they're out, cycling totally. on the streets walking about they're, they're walking for school like it, the, the town feels like a a tangible thing I would say that with the Goonies like there's a, a, up to a certain point aye because it's like you know you imagine a place that you live in and you see it all the time and suddenly you find this amazing aye, it's like, it's but you're like, right I guess when you get to a certain point where they're you know a certain point in the film you're just kind like, of reminds me of E.T. in that sense like because they like they Wayne's know that town it's, it's like opening a book and then realising that there's another fold out on the page that was good Oh, I like that. <laughs> so, oh, <thank> I'm <laughs> gonna use that in a conversation with someone when you're not there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be with Finley. <laughs> You'll fucking Fuck. forget. That's one of mine, you got you. But um, in terms of uh, in terms of availability, Monster Squad as well. Like Monster Squad is fairly difficult to get no. to buy on DVD because there's no there's no Region 2 which is where we stay there's no Region 2 release as such but you can get some Region 1 releases like Are the, isn't the Blu-ray Region 3? it could be now but for years it wasn't and for years you couldn't get a good copy of Monster right. no it was just like VHS but, but might have it now. hold that but now you can get well no, no you can get but you can get this Monster Squad it's Region 1 2 discs and it's got a feature length making of documentary on it as well. Aye, and it's <laughs> Sorry. smashing, by the way. 
It's, it's, it's great and it's it's worth your time and I think you can get it for quite cheap now. Um, if not, I would have a look out for that Blu-ray because the old DVD that I had had the worst VHS transfer on it and after watching that remastered DVD, there was so much in it that I could see that I'd never seen before. This so, seems like the sort of thing like the Arrow should definitely get. Uh, get I, I, yeah, again, it's Lionsgate and I don't know how tight they are with our... Um, with the rights to stuff, right? Because Lionsgate feel quite tight when it comes to things like that. But you never know they might release it. But it's it's uh, if no, just give me a shout and I'll give you a show if you want. Just, <laughs> I'll just send it along to you. Um, the five people that are watching video analysis. <laughs> hey, the thousands of you out there that are going to watch that. And I think it's I think it, in terms of getting its reputation back up, mm-hmm. I think it's I would buy it. I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's daft I, I don't Aye. actually no, own that yet it's, and it's I'm definitely, worth definitely it. going to buy it um, and one, then, one thing that's happened to me I mean I know this is only our second episode but special features like I used to be wild in special features and I kind of fell away from them and there's a weird thing that's happened over the last couple of months and it's since they locked off Netflix mm-hmm. and how you, you know Aye. Netflix you're stuck to your region again and I'm just like this is shite <laughs> like I'm sort of going back to the bookshelf for the DVDs now and, mm-hmm. then, and then it's like you get to the end of the film and you bang on the special oh, they're, they're, they're forget just, how good and the fucking amount of effort that goes into that Aye. as well man that, like I feel like the special features starting to dwindle because mm-hmm. of digital like even Aye. if you're buying stuff I mean I know if you buy stuff on iTunes you get sort of little extras and stuff but right, well, right, right. the DVD and Blu-ray market is starting to become a collector's market which mm. is probably bad but it's also good because the people that put, still put DVDs and Blu-rays out like Arrow and 88 they go out their way to get new and good special uh, features and so ensure that the, the transfers and great and well. the transfers great so like when it comes to getting like film like genre films that mm-hmm. are coming out you're always going to get sort of good special features and yeah. I wouldn't like to see that die because some of them like are sometimes more interesting than the film yeah you know but we might have a future episode where we talk exclusively about BTS stuff maybe maybe I yeah. That'd be amazing. I'd be, be well up for that. But um, I like the Arrow stuff. I was in I was in the shops just with a couple of pals, and I was like, the amazing thing about the Arrow stuff is like, you look at films that you wouldn't even no. that, like. I'm looking at the films and going, I'd probably never like, or I've seen that film I like and I didn't enjoy it very I would much. Never ever. Have but you're looking at the, it, you're looking at this incredible cover and you're going, that's I kind of want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get good artists. They get the good people to make the special features and. It's always interesting, especially if you're a genre fan. Like you, you get spoiled quite a lot with the Arrow and Eighties oh, uh, yeah. uh, special features. I'm going to round up this episode, this reel of Monster Squad, by doing a thing, a new, a new thing that I'm going to call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found the ten best keywords for IMDb about Monster Squad, and I've written them down, and I'm going to tell you them. He's read it here. I'm ready. Aye, aye, aye. Prep. Police officer neck broken. <laughs> Vampire driving a car. <laughs> These will happen, by the way. Incantation. Child with a gun. Kicked in the crotch. Spit take. I want to see the kicked in the crotch. If you do click on that, it brings up a whole bunch of films. What? Kicked the in the crotch. Yes, kicked in oh, the crotch. Yes. Aye. Okay. Um, spit take. Exploding body, <laughs> archery, <laughs> product placement, and number 10 is pie. 
So that's your keyboard roundup there folks for uh, Monster Squad. I have to say my favourite's vampire driving, driving a, a car. car. <laughs> There's the channel name, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking serious. Yes. Like, that's great, because you would be like, where's that, what's that film where a vampire drives a, a car? I'll huh? keyboard that man. <laughs> oh, that's my dad calls it IMBDB. <laughs> Where'd you get that for, <laughs> I am BDSM. <laughs> Um, anyone that watched episode one of Video Nasty will notice that we screwed up the feedback section of the bit. Just a big bit. That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. That's why I was like, thank you. Just just, <laughs> just, just say we. Tar- we Tarantino that. We literally ran out of batteries. <laughs> we Tarantino that. We ran out of, no, it was tape. Well, I say tape. We ran out of card. We're no, like, we ran out of tape. We ran out of tape. <laughs> we ran out of tape, man. We ran out of many DVs so we're gonna we're, we're kind of we're tightened up a wee bit so we want to talk about we want we're going we're taking it to Twitter um, to field some of your questions mm. question number one is from at MechaGameZilla our good friend Owen hiya did the page master successfully convince an entire generation of children to read more simply by being a rubbish film? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can say about the page master is one of my pals for college still used his page master beach towel, <laughs> and this thing was fucking haunting. Like, see when you see when you look at your own house coat, you think. Well, that's comfort. See, you look at other folks' house coats, you're like, yeah. like it's like it's made out of it's just far too intimate. It's made out of like it's like a bit of skin. It's, it's like not got edges of, anymore. It's just a just a just, a, just a, it's like an entity. It's something that only you should know intimately. Aye. Like it's alive. It's breathing. It's the same thing. It's got the same organs. That's what his page master tells was like. It was like it was all bleached out, and Macaulay Culkin's cartoon face was all fucking, and there was like holes in it and that. And it's like see when he was like drying himself, it's like. Oh mate, what? that's like a shitty old. How many rank? situations were you in when you watched your mate dry? So? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something going on here, man. He uh, invited you in, like always, just coming to shower. Just oh, he dismantled so. his door. Just multiple <laughs> trips to bubbles in living. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get off with anybody in bubbles? No, no, never. <laughs> Wee, I like to see the see the bit the wee rap the wee rapid the wee river rapid that bubbles. Uh, bubbles like, is a, like, like a leisure a, pool. It's like a local leisure pool. pool where we are in for a section and a wee bit of a rapid. I liked when the rapid water whooshed up my balls. I've got a wee story about bubbles. My an old mate of mine used to work there. He was one of the lifeguards, right? And whenever they wanted to finish early, it was usually on a Friday. It would shut just that wee bit too late, and there was a fucking Witherspoons right across the road for them as well. So they're all fucking itching at the end of the shift. And when he wanted everybody out early, he'd chuck a Snickers in the river, <laughs> and it would look like a big shite doing the rounds. A big, <laughs> and everybody would be like, <laughs> a big Kevin and Perry on a Caddy shanked it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, if I worked, in, I, I can't. Even, like when I think to myself, if I worked in bubbles, I'd be like. What I get in the pool constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at that nut. Dear wee man, dare you drink it? <laughs> dare you drink it, wee man? No, shouting dare you to drink it as he's cannonballing in <laughs> the shallow end. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a packet of Skittles if you drink that water. <laughs> My lifeguard's dead weird. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you can't blow your whistle right either. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> that's one nostril. <laughs> Drink it. Just yeah, blowing a whistle and just water comes. Vape. <laughs> <laughs> Is that tiramisu? <laughs> also, have you been have you been around tiramisu vapor? Is that the price you mentioned? <laughs> I think we've got a platform to launch. It's going to be fucking vape guys that get back to us and sponsor us. That's just right. God damn, bro. We fucking hate you. <laughs> Have money. Where did you get this tiramisu? <laughs> I want in on that. So I own... Video on a master, uh, fucking vape, but it's, it tastes like fridge smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, got this. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Did somebody open a cabin bell? <laughs> No, it's just my new, fang, my new, my new e-fang. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna hack your e-fang. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Imagine hacking an e-fang. I like, but on a like a, so a sneaker d- screen. <laughs> so the smoke came out like zeros and ones, like binary. <laughs> but if you could read binary, by the way, that says go fuck your mom. <laughs> It's a vape burn. <laughs> I'm just imagining Neo like reading some code. Like, wait, 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 back up a second. <laughs> that face when he sees that cat twice. <laughs> yeah, here is that, right? <laughs> that's a, that says we've run out of messages. <laughs> So in short, Owen, uh, probably. <laughs> I, I can't mind, mate. Sorry. You probably spurred them on to play the even worse Page Master SNES game. Oh, oh, fuck. fuck. No, no, please don't. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Number two. At Zumi Ramen. Raymond Ramen. Zumi Ramen. Anime dad. Anime father. If you could have a director of your choice, dead or alive, to remake one of your favourite films, who would it be? Oh, God. I was thinking about this and I just thought, hey, Tim Burton doing JFK. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just like Kevin Costner, like, just fucking stewing. <laughs> a tree smashes in the chorus windy. Like where a bit, berry starts speaking. That Willy Wonka bob. <laughs> Try to beat it back and to the left. The magic bullet theory, but instead of zigzag, it just swirls. <laughs> It's the imagine the design of the courtroom. Turns out, it turns out it was the actual grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> like a big grassy hand with a gun. Uh, <laughs> grassy knoll, is that not the boy for Ain't It Cool News, no? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it all. Get it fucked. That's right. Sorry. Grassy knoll. Hey, you'll get the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this, Tate, and I, I love... Uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, right? It's brilliant. It's yes. a great film. And I watched it a wee while ago, but I couldn't watch it in 3D, so it was fucking unwatchable. So I just watched it in 2D. And something really interesting happens in that film where all the great stuff is just incidental. It's not... <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just... It, it happened by accident. And um, one of the things is, I'm watching it in 2D, everything's dead intrusive because it's shot for 3D, so everything's dead pointy and it's coming towards mm-hmm. you. And, like, for a film about a guy chasing you with a machete, that kind of lends to the themes nicely. And like a lot of the uh, a lot of the characters have absolutely nothing to do. The dialogue's shocking, but like I love the film, so a way to kind of improve on that, I think, would be to remake it. But like you know, 
like a period piece like set at the time and it's almost the exact same format mm-hmm. like so it picks up the start of Friday the 13th part 3 is it picks up where 2 ends immediately uh-huh. and in fact even jumps back a wee bit and you're caught at the end then it starts again and I think it's a great way of getting into the fact that like Jason at that point he's not got a mask or anything like that so this is like his inauguration the third mm-hmm. film so like I think it's important to focus on how he gets that mask because it's all about his identity and they don't again it's just it's just circumstantial like mm-hmm. you know he just like happens to get uh, the a guy that's like playing pranks on everybody uh, like pretending he's dead all the time stuff like that it scares them with the hockey mask and then Jason eventually gets a hoddy that and like and I'll, like that character who has nothing to do and is just a bit of a dick mm-hmm. like I think in order to make him more interesting you, like you focus on him being um, like it integral to uh, like Jason's identity right mm-hmm. so he's the main guy he's forever playing pranks on people and the tragedy uh, his story arc is that he's his prank his final prank before he dies is going on to kill thousands like you know <laughs> potentially uh, yeah. people right. and um, so you've got a wee story arc for him there but I think like like the music for uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 as well is the best and it's dead like I can't, kinda, get, I can't get on board it, with any of the music for the Friday the 13th no not even the third I one I fucking hate Mary, Harry Manfredini's scores oh right just, see the work. third one's like <laughs> it's like um, it's it's dead kind of playful and sinister like almost like like disco music, it's the weirdest thing, uh, but it's like it's kind of got like a wee, a wee cheeky wink to it. Right. And uh, if the film kind of captures that spirit, it'd be great, but it just needs to be a bit more light hearted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly who you would get to direct it. Maybe um, the boy that the, probably the boy directed Deathgasm, somebody who's got an idea mm-hmm. of comedy. The guy directed The Final Girl, is what or Final Girls, sorry, right. like he's he's uh, got. He's got comedy down, but not make it an outright comedy. Just like you know, still make it fun mm-hmm. and like just put more details into the characters and that as well. I think I think that would improve it. So mm. for that, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, directed by the guy that made Final Girls. <laughs> <Games. laughs> Aye, let's just call him Larry the Big Dick. I see you're completely convinced in <laughs> my pitch here. Right. So, like, I am, like, don't call you anything. <laughs> I'd quite like to see J.J. Uh, Abrams' take on Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Fuck off! You just hurt to hear. You hate when folk bring it up, but uh, here he goes. Johnny Digsworth. <laughs> no, nah, like, I'd, like, I was only joking about JFK. I would probably, like, I think I, sp- I mentioned it to you before, Danny, about how the, the Beetlejuice remake, I think I'd quite mm. like to see Richard Bates Jr., the guy that directed Excision and Suburban Gothic, do that, because Aye. his take on, especially in Suburban Gothic, of Suburbia was, like, pitch perfect. And I think with a wee bit more money and a, somebody with a wackier art direction style could really do Beetlejuice justice. But instead, I think they've just gave it back to Tim Burton, which is a big fucking fart in a jar now. Yeah. So... Mm. There you go. <laughs> okay, so it's time to bring real one to a close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we all enjoy Monster Squad very much. Greatly so. We <laughs> would all I recommend you'd watch it. What what rating would you give Monster Squad? What are we talking? Well, how do we do it? What, I don't know. The, <laughs> like the fucking. How many? Like, pint- the, like the the heat teacher. I <laughs> <laughs> do good, man. <laughs> Absolutely, I dig it, man. Also, just to frame as my denim jacket, which has a huge Monster Squad patch on it. If uh, maybe you disagreed with us, maybe uh, you didn't like Monster Squad, uh, maybe you have another suggestion, maybe you just like the look of our faces. 
Maybe you want to tell us you fancy us and you want to buy us hunters of food. Maybe you want to ask me if I can ask Danny to get after your pal. I'll uh, nip your pal. Lean, lean at my pal. But only for a packet, a, sorry, a chalice of Skittles. <laughs> Drink them. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter. Yep. Uh, Danny is... At Lurpak Shakur. And Finlay is... At Antibloom. And I am at Laszlo underscore Panaflex. And we are all... Video at Video Namaste. At Video Namaste. Uh, <laughs> join us soon for real two. Where we're going to talk about we're going to talk about attack the Up block. Your <laughs> we're going to talk about attack the block. block. Yes, it's going to be great. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. I dig it, man. <laughs>